0: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Boxer Shorts Day, Tony. You wear boxers or briefs? And Tony Kornheiser, briefs with red sequin. Yeah. Yeah. I figured it'd be a twist. When was the last time twist. you went out
1: and bought underpants? Is it in the last two years or something like that that you bought them? They are now yeah. made from this unbelievable yeah. material. They. You know, they don't have any, well, it's not like when we were
0: kids, they don't have any weight to them. You know, it's just, it's just performance. so light. You could go buy cotton ones, go to Nordstrom and get cotton briefs. That's what I do. I do performance
1: at my age. Not do no performance. performance.
0: <laughs> not that. <now. laughs> Welcome
1: to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Damian Lillard delivers. The Bills get a win they needed and we got a heavyweight fight tomorrow. But we begin today yeah. with the arrival of the World Series finally. Game one is in Arlington tonight with the Texas Rangers hosting the Arizona Diamondbacks, a matchup that nobody saw coming when the playoffs began. Wilbon,
0: what are the things you feel confident about in this matchup? Not much. How can you feel confident watching these playoffs? I mean, all the top seeds have been at the crib for a while. There's no Braves. There's no Dodgers. There's no Phillies. There's no Astros. They're they're gone. Why would you feel confident? No, just watch. I know the betters out there, if they're watching this show, they want to feel confident. I don't feel confident in anything. I feel confident maybe that Seawald, the closer for the Diamondbacks, and the setup man, Ginkle, they've been great. Seawall's been lights out. I'm pretty sure Seawall has allowed nothing, literally nothing. So, if you ask me, confidence, I, I got some confidence in them because I saw them, you know, lead the Philadelphia Phillies into nothing, into get to the crib yourselves. But other than that, yeah. Tony, I'm not going to run out and bet on, on one team or the other, not knowing what the hell we're coming up, who might be hot, whose bats might be cooled off. Watch the games.
1: I'm like you in the sense that I have no particular confidence. Arizona, they're in the World Series with 84 wins. That's the fewest amount of wins of any playoff team tied, I believe, with Miami. They have a negative run differential, and yet you and I both saw them beat the Brewers 2-0, and yeah. they beat the Dodgers 0 Sweep the Dodgers. They yeah. won four out of five against Philadelphia, including six and seven in Philadelphia where the Phillies had not lost to that point. So if I am confident in anything, I am confident that that I had no idea how good Arizona was. And <laughs> let's get to the relief pitching because you talked about that. The the overall staff ERA in the playoffs for Arizona is 3. That's better than a half run. It's a half run or more better than the Texas team ERA. The re, the relieving ERA is 294. Again, more than a half a run better yeah. than Texas. I watched them in game seven. Mike, they threw five relievers over the last five innings. Arizona did. Five relievers. They gave up one hit, a hit in the fifth. So there were no hits in the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth for Philadelphia. That's the kind of thing that can win a World Series. I happen to like Texas because I like the way they hit the ball. I believe that Garcia and Seeger and Lowe and Young all have at least three home runs in the playoffs. And I like the top of their rotation with Evaldi and Jordan Montgomery. I love Max Scherzer, but it's clear that he's struggling. But the team that I'm describing to you has an identical team that was in the playoffs. That's Philadelphia, and Arizona beat them.
0: Beat them. They beat, beat this Why'd team. Quiet those bats, baby. Yeah. They you beat know, this team. I didn't start you know? this off, you know, in some Arizona craze. It was curious. You know, it's sort of – it's getting to be a big deal. They're is second to the Suns even in Arizona until just about this minute you get to the World Series. But this is – I mean, this is sort of cool now. And, again, right now I'll take Seawald over anybody. I know he's only coming yeah. the close. He's not going to go long, but you can't touch him. Can't touch
1: this. The one thing I would say that I have confidence in is Bruce Boshi. He knows what he's doing for Texas. He does. He's won six winner-take-all games, 6 and 0 oh, and he's got three rings. We move on to the NBA. Damian Lillard scored 39 points in his first game ever as a Milwaukee Buck last night. Giannis Antetokounmpo added 23, as Milwaukee beat Philadelphia by one point. Wilbon, seriously, how excited should Milwaukee be about a close win at home over a Sixers team that was
0: without James Harden because they refused to let him accompany the team? Yeah, Tony, Milwaukee should still feel good. I mean, Lillard and Giannis have to go through a period of getting used to each other. And as you stress all October, not just in preseason games or exhibitions, as you call them, but actual games against a team that has been a sort of a secondary contender. It hasn't been as good as Boston, it hasn't been as good in Milwaukee in these last few seasons, but they've been right there. They, you know, they a lot of people think they're still going to be the number 3 seed team in the East, either whether, whether they get rid of Harden or get something for Harden. So so Philadelphia is still worthy. It's a worthy opponent, if not the most serious yeah. contender. So Milwaukee, yes, they've got to incorporate a guy who, let's face it, is a sort of a volume shooter. He doesn't have to be. I'm not suggesting Dame is self-centered or selfish, because he's not. But you still have to incorporate him into that lineup in these situations with another dominant figure, with Giannis Antetokounmpo. So you, the first step out there, they go out, they win this game. Good for Philadelphia. And that they put up a real fight last night without James Harden.
1: Yeah, Damian Lillard has a chance to win an NBA championship. He hasn't had that in a while. The last time, I think, was 2019 when he was in Portland. They got to the conference finals where they get swept, and then the slide began. A golden state. I think Lillard probably has to feel like he's in heaven right now. No, I I mean, this is – we're going to know by the end of the year, we're going to know how good a player he still is. Because, like I say, he has a chance – To win this, I don't want to concentrate too much on one game in October, Mike, because I just I just think it's you know it's it's one game and and there's 82 to go. Sometimes it feels like 382 to go, but you're gonna you're gonna get a you can't now say oh this is what it looks like. Extrapolate out to seven or eight months from now. You can't. But I think we both agree that Lillard gives Milwaukee
0: a real chance. chance to win a title. Yes. Yes, to me there, I don't care what the odds are, they're even with It's them in Boston, Bucks and Celtics, Celtics and Bucks. That's what it is if there's relative health. And Lillard does give them that chance, Tony. But I, I just like, I, I just like the the eagerness to play together that he and Giannis have had. Again, I know we're only night one of the regular season, but it's got to start somewhere. It started off in a good place.
1: Mike, he had 14 points in the last four minutes last night. Yeah. He had their last 11 points. They might not have had somebody who can do that, because if they had somebody to do that, they wouldn't have lost to Miami
0: last year. No, that's right. It would have been a while. Let's move to Thursday Night Football, where the Bills got the win that Tony and I agreed they needed. Josh Allen threw for 324 yards, ran for 41 more. The Bills edged the Bucks 24-18. Tampa had a chance to win on the last play, but Baker Mayfield's Hail Mary pass in the end zone had a chance, got tipped around, but went unlocated. Tony, did this win cover New didn't got concerns tipped. about the now 5-3 Bills? No, 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 no. I thought Buffalo <laughs> would win this game
1: by three touchdowns. They didn't even cover... The eight and a half, I mean, this is one of those close wins that I think almost feels like a loss. As you say, Baker Mayfield throws it into the end zone. I I don't think anyone touched it. I think it dropped down. But they were close. They had a chance. Mike, the first two times Buffalo got the ball, they had long drives. They had a 77-yard drive and a 59-yard drive. They were in the red zone. At one point, they were on the one or the two-yard line. They only got three points. They should have had 14 points out of that, and they only got three. And, And ultimately... I don't think you tack up on the wall the fact that at home you beat a team that's now three and four by six points. I said this yesterday. They do not. Buffalo does not have an authentic resume. And I don't think this
0: changed that. I don't. Tony, you know, we treat we deal with the Bills in this week to week nature of, you know, frenzy. And I don't mean we, just you and me. I mean, everybody. The, the, the bills, the examination of the bills. I said this yesterday. It reminds me of the examination of Anthony Davis. Half to half for him. Half to half. Well, Anthony Davis only scored a point last night in the second half. Oh, my God, what's wrong? Can he bounce back? And then the next second half, the next night, he scores 19. Is The bills are going to gonna have some impressive weeks, and apparently they're going to have some weeks that leave us saying, well, what happened? And this is just who they are. And we need to get used to this. I mean, the, the, the Bills, I'm not going to say they can't come through in the playoffs, but I'm not going to bet on them beating Kansas City. Tony, if you ask me right now who mm-hmm. I'm ranking mm-hmm. higher, Jacksonville or Buffalo, I'm putting the Jaguars ahead of the Bills right now. This is who they here's are. The, we may as well get used to Here's the thing about
1: Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo has these very impressive statistics. I believe they're third in the NFL in scoring offense and fifth in the NFL in scoring defense. Those are very impressive. But to me, Mike, when they get on the field, they're not as good as they are on paper. No. They're they're better on paper. Let's take a break. Coming up, what's
0: the word for LeBron already blowing through his minutes limit? And should unbeaten James Madison have beef, then it won't be allowed into the college football playoff rankings.
1: I just thought Buffalo would score more than 24. 24. You know, everything was set up for them. National audience game, at
2: home. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Truly, part of Happy Hour.
1: It's time for some artistic linguistics in what's the word, what's first?
0: It was blank that LeBron blew through
1: his minutes limit last night. My word is predictable. In the first game that LeBron played against Denver, a good team, he played 29 minutes and the Lakers lost. Okay? So now they play another good team, Phoenix. And they're down, I believe, 12 at the start of the fourth quarter. And LeBron has already played 23 minutes. And everybody said, we got to keep his minutes to 30 and fewer. So here's what LeBron did in the fourth quarter. He played them all. He played all 12. He went to 35 minutes. He scored 10 points and the Lakers won that game. LeBron is adding one and one and getting two. This is the way it's going to work. He's been in the league for 21 seasons. He has been the coach and the general manager of every single team he played on other than Miami. He knows what he's doing. All right, He knows how long to play. He knows what his body is telling him. He's not going to play 35 minutes against a bad team, Mike, but if you can get a win
0: against a good team and it takes 35, he's going to play it. Well, Tony, it was more than just if you can get it. I know it's game two, and this is going to sound crazy coming from me because we just talked about in the previous segment, don't get crazy about game one or game two when there's 80 more. Tony, it was perhaps necessary for LeBron to do that, and here's why. The Western Conference is so loaded you're not going to be able to finish sixth or seventh. This is not last year. And climb over other teams in the Western Conference or beat two or three really good teams, even teams, or better than you in the West in the playoffs. You can't do that. And so LeBron has to be rested in order for the Lakers to win. But on the other hand, he has to play more minutes than probably are necessary in order for the Lakers to win. This is a conundrum. Yeah. And and, and the the Lakers are walking this tightrope, Tony, and LeBron does know that. They needed to win that game last night. I know it's only game two, Tone, but they don't need to go 0-2 against a Phoenix team that didn't play Bradley Beal and didn't play Devin Booker and really should have won that game. The Suns just sort of fell apart in the fourth quarter. Tony, the Lakers did need to win that game last night, and LeBron knew it. Perhaps necessary. That's what he does. That's what he does. He does. All right, what's next? It's blank that unbeaten James Madison would be barred from the CFP rankings.
1: I'm sorry, I'm using two words. It's the rule, okay? James Madison went from 1AA to 1A two years ago. There is a rule that when you go to 1A, you are not bowl eligible until your third year. Everyone knows this rule. James Madison knows this rule. Okay, they are 7-0 now. I believe they lead the country in rush defense. I believe they lead the country in sacks. They're on top of the Sunbelt Conference, not exactly the SEC, but okay. But this is the rule, so that when politicians in Virginia get crazy about this and attack the NCAA, and one politician in particular in the state Senate, L. Louise Lucas, actually tweeted, Mike, and I'm quoting here, Virginia will go to war on this. There are yeah, real get wars those in the Yankees. world right now. Get those yeah. Yankees. There are, there are real wars now. There's war yeah. in Ukraine and Israel. And yeah. God. You know, it's Don't an unfortunate use choice of words.
0: You it ought to really delete that. Bad. You ought to delete that. Yeah, I mean, it was really a poor choice of everything. Tony, but I can be critical of it without saying we're going to go to war. Stop. It's not nimble. It's not. You should be able to pivot from these stupid rules. We, we, we talk about something that, uh, that is a stupid rule every week. You know, there's a new rule and they're usually bad. And these things stay, you know, in effect for seasons, plural, or years, plural, when they don't need to be. You should be nimble enough to swing and to pivot out of it and to get into something more reasonable. And there's no reason for this rule to now be in place. you got to do this X number of seasons. James Madison looks worthy, and they probably should be at least eligible. It doesn't mean they would be voted in, and we're still talking about voting. But, you know, it's hard to defend a side where somebody comes out and says, we're going to go to war. Stop.
1: That's the final word. Let's take one last break still to come. Will Cincinnati hand the Niners their third straight loss on
0: Sunday? And does former UFC champ Francis Naganu have a chance at all when he boxes Tyson Fury tomorrow?
1: Which is a dumber rule. You're not bowl eligible for three years or you can't
0: scout opposing teams in person, which is dumber. Mm -hmm. Scout opposing teams. Yes, it is dumber. It's much dumber. dumber.
2: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pardon the interruption is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour.
1: Happy time, people. Happy 25th birthday tomorrow, Spencer Strider. Strider became the ace of the Braves pitching staff this season. He led the majors in wins 20 and in strikeouts 281. He had 281 strikeouts in 186 and two-thirds innings, the fourth best strikeouts per nine innings number ever. The Braves won the most games in baseball the season 104, but they were eliminated from the playoffs in four games by the Phillies. Strider started game one and game four, lost them both. In game one, he went seven innings, allowed one earned run, struck out eight. In game four, five and two-thirds innings, allowed three earned runs, struck out seven. So in 12 and two-thirds innings, Strider had 15 strikeouts and a 2.84 ERA and lost,
0: lost both times. And that's when you know it's not your night, kid. Only one 20-game winner, Mr. Strider, this season, Tony. In 1971, there were 14 20-game winners. And in 1969, 15 20-game winners. Wow. So I'm sorry. People can get mad if they want. Baseball, it ain't what it used to be. And I don't mean just, you know, different, not as good.
1: Not so happy anniversary, Blake Snell. On this day three years ago, Tampa Bay manager Kevin Cash took Snell out in the sixth inning with one out and one on and a one-nothing lead. Despite the fact that Snell had given up no runs, allowed no walks, and had struck out nine Dodgers. Wilbon, I remember you slammed Cash for this. The move immediately backfired as the Dodgers got two quick runs off reliever Nick Anderson, then added a home run later by Mookie Betts and won the World Series. Snell was 14-9 for the Padres this season, with 234 strikeouts and 180 innings, his ERA of 225 led the majors, as did his 5.8 hits per nine innings. A lot of people think the National League Cy Young is between Snell and Strider, and Snell is about to become a free agent.
0: Tone, let me ask you a question. Suppose Cash had gone out in the 1960s and told Bob Gibson with that line or told Don Drysdale with that line, you're coming out and reached out for the ball. What do you think would have happened to Mr. Cash?
1: The ball would have ended up in his teeth by both
0: Gibson and Drysdale. Which is where it should have ended up. That's where it would have deserved to end up.
1: Happy trails to another team for Dalvin Cook. The former Pro Bowl running back in Minnesota is frustrated by his lack of play with the Jets and will speak with the team about the possibility of a trade before Tuesday's trade deadline. Cook had only three carries in the Jets' last game against Philadelphia. When Cook signed as a free agent in August, he predicted he and Brees Hall would be the best running back duo in the NFL. Hall is holding up his end. Hall leads the NFL with 6.5 yards a carry. Cook is 44th out of 44 qualified running backs at 2.8 yards. Cook now Look. 28, hasn't broken a run of more than
0: 10 yards, and has only 109 yards and 39 carries. Yeah, Tony, teams don't even want one back. You know they don't want two. And they just barely, they clench their teeth and say, oh, my God, we have to have somebody who can hand off, we can hand off the ball to and run. They don't want it. Well, in this case, the other back has proven he's Bruce the main Hall. back. I was to say, they got oh. one. They don't want a second one. Yeah. They don't.
1: Big. Bengals at
0: Niners on Sunday. Will the Niners lose their third straight? Ah, uh, in a word, no. No. Daniel Jones, that's two words, is out again for the G-men against the Jets. Your Jets, is that a big deal?
1: Tyrod Taylor's been pretty good. You know, I I, I don't see a particular
0: drop-off there. Tyson Fury and Francis Nagano fight tomorrow. Who you got? I like the fact that Nagano's been trained by Mike Tyson, but I'm sorry, first fight, and he's going against Tyson Fury, his debut in boxing? Eh. Vegas Golden Knights are the NHL's last unbeaten team. You impressed by that?
1: Yeah, they're 7-0, I'm impressed by that, but I think people need to remember they're the defending Stanley Cup champions. I mean, You know, this is not a big surprise. They're a good team. Last one, Raptors and Bulls tonight. Another players-only meeting for your team
0: after this one? What do you think? No, you don't need a players-only meeting after you win by 18. And that's what will happen. These things go back and forth. Maybe the players even overreacting a little bit, but I like them doing that because they realize, wait a minute, we stink. What are we doing? Bulls big tonight. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. Started by watching NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern. That's an order. And now, are you on after show, again. you watch Countdown. Are, yes, you, are you, you on, you on that show? That's Bob that you Myers show. and Countdown? me, double-team Stephen you. A, tag team.